Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined today, I don't have a nickname, by the Scoopster, the, the real Scoopster, Joe Holbert. Joe, you haven't changed since Thursday. What's going on? No. Well, I've just been sitting here concentrating. I mean, I've been thinking about what we're going to do today. I've forgotten what film we're reviewing, but <laughs> just quickly, I know we're not talking about recent today, Smackdown last night. Look, man, I know Roman was going getting over as a heel, but... Putting the belt on Alexa after like two weeks <laughs> with a four-minute DDT, like I was like, so that, I've been stuck here ever since then. Especially, I have not been able to move. So apparently, we're talking about a film today, though. So that's for next Thursday, right? To be clear, yes. Okay. Next Back Thursday, we can talk about Alexa. I like how your go-to on these bits is always Alexa winning the title, Alexa and the G1, just whatever it it's, is. It's it's, it's never the woman's title either, right? <laughs> it's always something truly insane. I mean, the woman's title is fine too, to be clear. But yes, today we're reviewing a cinematic masterpiece that I do not remember, but you have seen now four times and you like it very much. Correct? That's what we're doing today? Yes, I've seen it uh, one and a half times. Uh, I really tried to watch it for a second time today, Thursday, when we're actually recording this. And uh, we got distracted, as, as uh, sure we do. We do on this yeah. program. The distraction, yeah. uh, we get easily distracted. Go yes, figure. we were getting some shots up. Today, yeah, right? yeah, we were getting some shots up. We weren't up. getting shots up. Uh, we, no. They weren't going up. They were going in. We were, we were throwing alley-oops. Uh, we were, we were globetrotting out there, I think. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I took a charge at one point and, like, taunted <laughs> off my back. I'm pretty sure I did that. But, yeah, anyway... Uh, Rob Van Dam, Jeremy, I want you to, I mean, look, you always have to ball in your hands on this, right? You're the point god. However, I have to be clear in saying that I am genuinely, like, and I mean this sincerely, fascinated that you like this film. I cannot believe it. Please explain. I, so, so, who picked this film, by the way? I picked it. Uh, this is a request yes. by, by Sean wanted us to uh, review it. And... Uh, I picked it. Batista is on the poster. I was like, oh, Batista is like the main star of this film. This is going to be great. I watched it. I liked it. And then you watched it like a day later and you're like, I should have been given a warning about this film. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is good. And you're like, 
no. Okay. <laughs> and you couldn't wait for this podcast because apparently we're coming from two different universes here. Uh, I thought this film was good. It would look, it was certainly no Marine six. That's for sure. I would argue that he's very much. Oh Marine my, six. no, no, Yeah, I would. No, I'm going to um, ban you from the movie review films right now for putting <laughs> that out there. Okay, look, maybe that's a little... There's nothing in this film that I enjoyed as much as Ms. Diane in Marine 6. I'm being <laughs> honest here, okay? However, I have now looked at my notes. Jeremy, what's the opening scene of this film? The opening scene is just to tell you that this Seth dude is not someone to be fucked with and that he has an okay. in with uh, the police guy. That's what the opening scene is. So, to be clear... My notes and memory are not portraying me. There is no more reference to the man that he murders in the opening no, scene. It's just, just purely to establish yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Now, here's the thing. You know, you got to... Yeah, those early sets on offense that you run, it's not yes. always for... It's not always for why is there a rhyme and reason to this. It's to establish things, see what, see what uh, opens up the rest of the game. Maybe you go back to it, stuff yes. like that. That's all it is. I do know that Seth stated that this man busted his ass. So, don't know about help, so it hurts, but there you go. He was um, a rat bastard your, as well. Yes, your thoughts on them going like, this film is actually an hour long, so let's do a 20-minute James <laughs> Bond-style intro, like opening credits deal. I which is so out of place in this film. It could it not is. be less than really It's a James Bond deal. What are they doing here? I cackled so much at this opening. They got a theme song for it and everything. You're right in that it's like very just James Bond of like, alright, cold open, and then we do a full-on intro with everybody who's in the film and stuff. I thought this was amazing. And then, it's like, if, you're, if you haven't seen this film, I hope you haven't. Jeremy hopes you have. But, like, you you know, you're imagining what I've laid out there, and then the James Bond deal fades, and it's like, cut to Rob Van Damme for Chainsaw. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we are in the deep end immediately here. <laughs> and then what happens is his daughter pretends she's drowning. Yes, for Drama Club. Yes, and this is very funny, apparently. And that scene may as well have said, hey, guys, something bad's going to happen to Rob's daughter. <laughs> okay? Be ready for it. Um, setting so, stuff up here joe setting stuff up fair here's the deal here and i want to tackle this early if you have never seen this film if you've never seen rob van damme act i don't know how many films he did what you're imagining rob van damme's acting to be <laughs> i can confirm yes. it is exactly like identical yes did that make this better for you or worse is my question. I thought it made it better because I was <laughs> expecting Rob Van, Rob Van Damme just plays himself. He gives the same, like, just very uh, monotonal delivery. The The best one is when he, he saves his wife from the rape in the club and the guy, he stabs himself, essentially. Van Damme sidesteps him and he's, the guy stabs himself. And Van Damme's just like, get up, motherfucker. It's just very, like no emotion or anything, and I yes. laughed so hard. Van Damme is just very—he's just straight. He's probably high as hell on, on scene for this, and he just delivers everything like you would imagine Rob Van Dam. If you've seen Rob Van Dam and Impact, that's Rob Van Dam in this film. Well, I think he's worse in this film, to be honest. <laughs> but that's just me. You are right. I noted that line because he's like—he's just. This is a very dramatic scene, you know? Like, he saved his wife, and a guy has a knife. 
he avoids the knife and he's just like he takes like half fighter stance and he's like yeah. get up motherfucker <laughs> he's like Rob's a killer man this guy don't give a shit um, he also he starts the chase by being like where's Dawn yeah. and they just look at him once and he's like I'm, I'm getting up now <laughs> He, he runs he runs around this whole like, club and then he could like he's the only person that can hear her scream in this like back room and this thumping uh music going and all these people having a good time and stuff. Nobody else can hear her, but he can hear her, uh, even though he's in the same position that everybody else in this club. Rob Van Dam's got good hearing, man. What can you say? Your senses are enhanced when you're high. So I can believe this. Your viewing of this film was enhanced. So, uh, is from what I would get. so here's the deal. Maybe so, the first viewing. The second viewing was not, all right? No, it was distracted by me. Yeah. So here's the deal here. So the, the man that we met earlier, the murderer that had his ass busted, Seth, he is uh, he is brothers with a, with a coke guy, a yeah. drug addict. Yeah. Clear. I was going to go over a different word there, stop myself, said guy, leaving out of that, we'll move on. So... That guy that likes the cocaine, he basically sexually assaults, not basically, cut that, sexually assaults Rob Van Damme's wife. Yes. He then stabs himself. The plot is now established because clearly, um, you know, Seth will want to kill Rob Van Damme, whose name in this film is Bob, correct? Yes. Yeah. Which is very useful for podcast purposes because <laughs> I'll just go with Bob happily. Um, and then for an hour, Rob Van Damme, also Bob, beats up everyone and then Batista also beats up people and they win. Is that a fit and full review of this film or have I missed some kind of genius for that? Please help. <laughs> like that's basically the film, but I still liked all of the scenes of it. Rob Van Dam's like an ex Navy SEAL or something. And, you know, he gets taken into custody and the, the detective's like, yeah, story checks out. He's fine. He can go free to go. <laughs> Seth is very angry because he's, he's in with the police He's like, no, yes. like you, you've got to do something about this. He, t- he puts a bounty out on Van Damme, $100,000. And when Van Damme gets uh, caught by people, he's like, man, you guys are working cheap, huh? $100,000, that's it. Yeah. Like, he's, Rob Van Damme's very wise in this film, the way he's able to uh, take down certain people. He gets shot at one point. I think he's dead. He's not dead. He can't kill RVD. Yeah. No. No, he takes like a... a... High flat back bump yeah, onto a, a dumpster, and they just leave him there. Even though the cops are like five minutes away, still they could have easily just picked him up and then driven off with him. But there's like, oh shit, cops are coming. We better get out of here. I did appreciate the the kind of theme of so you mentioned Seth's in with the police, but I did like the notion that they were just like, look, man, like, this is obviously not Bob. Like he clearly didn't kill this guy. He stabbed himself. What do you want us to do about it? Yeah. I was like. That's fair. I mean, he's true. He had no fingerprints on the knife, nothing. And, and they're just response... like, dude, your your brother is a coke addict. Like, you yeah. know, what, what are we supposed to do? He's been causing waves. He pisses off everybody. Like, yes. get it coming, essentially. It was fair. Now, here's the thing. I've never been a gangster. Shocker, I know. Uh, note that one in the distraction all British archives. people were just gangsters. Like, is that not true? Well, debatable. Depends, okay. You know, depends... On Twitter sometimes, I can be pretty fasty, but other than that... We did some um, mob hits today. Yes, <laughs> it did. So so here's the deal. He's he's very serious, and he has two large fellows that he's kind of explaining that he wants them to kill Bob. And it's like, this guy is obviously taking himself very seriously, and then he says, put the word out on the streets. And my, immediate, my imagination immediately explodes, because I'm just like, 
Like, imagine seeking out Rob Van Dam on the description <laughs> given of him. It's like, pre-muscular pre guy, ponytail, ne face does not move, ever. Like, just <laughs> never cares. We'll never look alerted, no matter what you do. Pull a gun on him, he'll just be like, how you doing? And, like, the idea that these are the two guys he's, like, put out on the street. It's like, who are these guys? Are they connected? They seem like absolute fools. Was he, I ask this question every week. Last week, it was about whether or not Hulk Hogan was a good investigator. Is, oh, no, was that Kurt Angle? Doesn't matter. Is Seth a was, good gangster? It was Kurt question. being an investigator. I don't know what your question. Your question on Hogan was, is Hogan a good spy? What was the question? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Is Seth a good gangster? Is the question. Uh, I mean, look, he's got money. He's got ties to the police, right? He. Yes. I would imagine if you're a gangster, I've seen the Godfather films. Don't. Isn't that all they say? It's just like put the word out on the street that we're coming after yeah. this guy. Like, is, isn't yeah, that how this works? They often aren't talking to the Dawson brothers from NWA. <laughs> you know? It's like, like. like you know, at some point, I mean, you got. I thought it was Phi Delta people. Slam. I thought that's who the, those people were. Look, I just it, it made me chuckle because the idea of the streets seeking out Rob Van Dam, considering what he's like in this film, is fun. It just is, and it plays out that way. There are a lot of guys that come up to Rob, some more familiar than others, that you, like he just doesn't sell. Right, he just knows he's going to beat everyone up, and he beats everyone up. And then, as I mentioned, Batista. Now, this tackle this. Jeremy, because you should hate this film. This film lied to you. This Fair. film, Bamboos, this was a fake scoop, this film, right here, okay? <laughs> this was an exclusive report. Poster <laughs> said Dave Batista is in this film. Poor Dave, he's in, like, two scenes. And in fairness, he's the best thing in this film, yes. in my opinion. However, you should feel insulted by the fact that he is not the star of this film, and instead it is Bob Van Dam. <laughs> you should be very mad about that. I was extremely mad that... Like, I don't care if that Van Damme is a star, whatever. But Batista is front and center on this poster. And so I did expect, okay, Batista, he's the guy in this film. And like you said, he is not in this film much at all. Like, he doesn't come in, it's like 50 minutes in or something. And he's chilling with Stormy Daniels, who's just got her tits out and everything. And uh, Batista and Van Damme, are, they're old friends. Uh, Batista, yeah. RVD saved his life, and now RVD wants to essentially cash in his favor here. Batista rules in this film, by the way. I tweeted that just every film would be better with this man. He's awesome. He has, I mean, I know we never do sincere compliments on this show, but he has, like, genuine physical charisma, doesn't he? Like, when he's on the screen, you want to see what Dave's saying. You want to see what Dave's doing. He's awesome. Um, however... What is less awesome, and I need help on this, because you've watched the film 12 times now, so I need to go to you on this. You know Bob's neighbour, Clay? Yeah. Was he bald also? I didn't understand. Is he Was he just a fool that never helped, or was he also working for Seth? Genuine question, I don't know. I thought he just could have died. I, I think he was just, like, friends with Seth, or friends with somebody, and then... Okay. He just happened to be paired up with Van Damme because they're, they're neighbors. I He didn't have much use for me. I'm not sure what his actual role was, but he seemed like he was on Van Damme's side by the end of it. He, he, he was, he's just a genuinely good guy, Joe. You know, yeah. it's not always it's not always baby face and heel. You know, sometimes sometimes you're in with somebody, that makes you a heel. Sometimes you want to be good to somebody, that makes you a baby face. There, there's layers, there's shades of gray. All fair. I would argue he is in this film 
exclusively for his line about like racial progression, which is insane. <laughs> when he collects his wallet back, who is it he does it to? Jeremy, you know the scene I'm talking about here, right? He gets his wallet taken and he's like, we've come a long way since then, you know? Look at Obama. And Van Damme's like, yeah, let's go. Isn't it with I, the gangsters? The... Like, he's just with the gangsters. Is but he not? says it after Rob's beaten them all up. Right. And he, he he runs over and he's like, we've come a long way since then, you know? And Bob <laughs> just doesn't even... <laughs> I, just, I was watching this like... Like sure, but really, was that the time for such a for such a matter? To yeah, that's how you bond. That's how that's how you bond. It felt like, and I'm not saying this is the case. I'm not saying this is the case before the maker of this film comes after me. It felt like a white guy being like, "This is what I want us to say. Need a black guy to say it. <laughs> that's what we need. Like they've come a long way. I want them to know that black guy needs to say it, which is." That's one play. I don't know it what the did feel. Was like. It did feel like he was just a very token black guy in this film. Like, all right, mm-hmm. we, we we're going to be portraying black people as gangsters and thugs and stuff throughout this film. Let's have a token, like, nice black guy. It did feel very much yes. like that because his wife in this film is white. And look, you can do that. That's fine. But it, it did feel, especially the Obama line as well, it felt like he was just a token black guy of, like, Hey, not not all of them are bad. All these gangsters and thugs around here. We got some nice ones too. Yeah, and to be clear, I am not suggesting for one minute this film should be expected to do anything in that sense. You know, no. I'm not saying like no. they've let us down in that regard. I did not tune into this one thinking now this will be a good social commentary on the year 2010. <laughs> it was not what I was. This is the with. they live of our generation. Okay, Joe? wow, <laughs> very disrespectful. I accept it. So did you? So this is when. I believe that it's around then we find out what you mentioned earlier, which is that Rob is a Navy SEAL, right? And it's like, that is the film's ticket to having him be the best fighter in the history of the world. Yeah. Right? Like, he is just awesome. Did you like the fight scenes in this film? Because if you did, that would make me understand why you like the film more. I thought they sucked, but I want to know what you thought. Rob Van Dam just did Rob Van Dam stuff. That, that's what I expected from him. In these fight scenes, doing uh, kicks and leg sweeps and all this fun stuff, I thought it was great. What, what, yes. Why? Why did you have a problem with these fight scenes? Oh, I thought it was somewhat unnecessary when he grabbed Viscera's dick. <laughs> no, I say it. I'm gonna come out and say it right up front. Felt a little bit out of character. Seemed unnecessary. I wanted to see Rob take him on. Fair you and saw? Do you not watch Raw Underground? Don't answer that. But do no. you not watch Raw Underground? The the Dabo Kato guy who was. Uh, the guy from Main Event who's afraid of heights. I don't remember his name in yes. that film. Um, but in, in one of his Raw Underground fights, he just grabs a dude by the dick and just that's how he wins the match. So I totally believe. Maybe they stole that from, from this film, actually. So I totally believe that it would be peak Vince that he just like watched this. Uh, I guess this came out in like 2010. Uh, yeah. He just watched this film a decade later. He's like, ah. That's how you beat people up. You just grab them by the neck. Put this in Raw Underground. <laughs> I, by the way, I love the setup to that scene, which is when like he gets in the taxi and the, <laughs> the taxi driver receives a text like 90 seconds later. Yeah. Drop him off here, we'll kill him. It's like, okay, someone is going to like try and kill Bob. Everyone, everyone knows. Like, you know, it's out on the streets, Joe. It's on the streets. How many people turn up to kill Bob when he leaves, when he's in the taxi? It's genuinely, it's like 40 people, right? Yeah. It's like an army at this point. It's like, we've got to get this ponytail guy. We've got to get him. 
$100,000 is a lot of money. Sure. I mean, it is, but if you're splitting it that many ways, it quickly <laughs> will lose value. Um, how I can't stress to you how many of my notes are Bob beats people up. It's my whole notes. <laughs> it's everything I have. Everything. I love that every film we've ever reviewed has a swerve that isn't a swerve at all. Like, you know the Seth police deal? Like, imagine even doing anything but expecting that all along. Right? Like, it couldn't be... There's no surprise involved in that. When the, You know when, like, the head guy meets with him in a car? He's like, are we supposed to be surprised by this? Of course. We have seen wrestler films. There is always a swerve that no one is shocked by or reacting. I don't think that was supposed to be the swerve, though, was it? Because that was established very early on. I thought the swerve was that... Ethan was Seth's kid. I thought that was the swerve. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, so we'll, we'll build to it. We'll put, that is the end game here. So Batista, we've mentioned, right? And he like, it seems like he's doing a fake I'm going to sell out Bob thing and then come and beat everyone up. But it seems like, no, he actually was going to sell Bob out. Yeah. Right? Like, he was done. <laughs> this, is, this scene ruled. Yeah. He was going to sell him out. Ja Rule is in. This is a Ja Rule scene, by the way. It is. <laughs> this, this is the, legitimately the best scene uh, I've watched since we started. Besides Money Plane. Money Plane is just the entire film yeah. is great. But as far as, like, one singular scene, this is the best scene we've ever reviewed. Uh, so, Batista sells out. Van Damme and they, they Van Damme's captured by a bunch of thugs led by Ja Rule and Van Damme's like I took a bullet for you I saved your life Batista's like yeah whatever hero like who cares and then yeah. he's like you know take him alive it's fine he's supposed to be alive and all this stuff and Batista's walking away and Van Damme again just says like I took a bullet for you and Batista just stops and he's like let him go <laughs> And that, like, yeah. that's it. He, Van Damme just had to say it twice for Batista to like really get like, oh, okay, shit. He did take a bullet for me. He's like, let him go. And Ja Rule's like, nah, you told us like he's ours. We can kill him. And she's like, well, now I changed my mind. Let him go. And ja Rule's like, no, we're not doing that. And Batista just shoots him in the head. Yes. <laughs> he just he's bl- awesome. <laughs> he just blasts him in the head. And he's like, what'd you say now, motherfucker? Can't hear you. <laughs> So the the the, um, the portion of that scene where it's just Bob and Batista going back and forth is like it's like two guys doing different things all together. <laughs> like, and I get it. Like, I'm not. This is not a criticism of Bob Van Dam. I'm aware he wasn't striving to be like anything. This is just a silly film. However, while Batista has clearly come a long way as far as like what he you know the kind of roles he'll take now. He's actually made it, but it is clear in this scene that Batista intended to make it, right? Like, yes. he, he had intentions to act, whereas Van Damme is like, yes, I will beat up people <laughs> on film. It's so clear, the intentions of both men, as they stand opposite each other and deliver lines. It's just, it's, if you're going to watch one scene from this film, it's that one. If you're going to watch one scene from any YouTube. film we've ever reviewed, it's this one. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I forget what we reviewed at this point. But you, you're probably... I mean, the Miz death scene is good, though. You're being unfair. It's amazing. He does, like, a 20-minute sell as he, like, falls to the ground. Fair, but whatever. Yeah. Th- this this scene this scene is better. This scene rules. Yes. I don't get how you hate this film when it had this scene. 
Because, yeah, that, this is what you do to me. You convince me these things are fun because I enjoy talking about them. But this is just one scene in an hour and 25 minutes. There is the film. Okay, hang on. There is another fun moment here. So first, before we get to it, because we've already referenced the big swerve. And you're right. That is the big swerve. And it's the kind of swerve no one expects because why would we care enough to predict? I thought it was his son from the start because the age gap is kind of like... Oh, right. Yeah, I get you. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So so Batista saves Bob and Bob returns home. Um, He... I'm going to just say this because I I maybe watched a different film. He takes steroids. Correct? Yes. Not true. (laughs) This was a scene in the film, correct? Yeah. Why? was this scene in the film please help what what are we doing here what, it lets why you know this? It, it lets you know why he has so much aggression and stuff <laughs> it lets Wait, you know how he's so say? jacked that he stays in such good shape as well there is no dialogue it's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a heavy i can't even what was the music for this scene damn i'm trying to think of it but it was like it made you uncomfortable and then it was just like Rob looking in the mirror and then like a zoom here, there, like needle, drugs. Oh. <laughs> and Rob was just, as you expect, face didn't move, just dead calm. He's like, yep, I'm going to inject this right here. That's perfect. And I'll say no more. It was also for the pain. You, had a, you got shot, Joe. You got shot. Can't I just assume this stuff? Do I have to see it? Do I have to see Rob inject? Do, this is all, you know. It's letting you know. You can't, you can't okay. just assume these things because that that's what we're here for this is why we review all these other films and we're like how did this happen how did that happen and we've got to piece it together and make assumptions this film is like no this is how you know this happened this man just does steroids but like it comes across like it's supposed to be you know like in the wrestler i don't think they do do they do this in the wrestler i don't know but you know like the idea of that film is you're supposed to like sympathize with the lead it's like look at this poor guy like he's beaten up here it's just like Robbie's so content doing this. Like he couldn't look more relaxed. He's like, yeah. I'll take these. And then he goes into his house and he finds that his daughter has been taken and his wife has just been like brutalized, right? And all of this time he was just taking steroids, <laughs> chilling out, relaxing, analyzing his needles. Bob, things are going on here, man. Other people are involved. So then that sets up the final chase. But Carol. I mean, Van Damme, look, he had a lot of adrenaline. He was coming down from all of that. I just assume, because it's Rob Van Damme, he was stoned. Like, his character and his his real person, uh, Emma Watson and Belle from Beauty and the Beast, same person. They were just stoned this whole time, Van Damme was. You know, he's been through a lot. He can't be worrying about, oh, my daughter got taken now. My my wife got beaten up. He probably thought his daughter, like, ah, drama club, whatever. Who cares? Like, she'll be fine. She was, in the end. She um, was. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Seth talks to the cop guy, and he's like, eh, whatever, it's just your... What, what are we doing? We're getting to the big the big reveal here? Okay. Yes. So so Seth is explaining things, and like, it's just, like, your brother, whatever, you know, your brother died. He was an asshole. He's like, you don't understand. Like, he wasn't my brother. He was my son. And he got, he got the girl pregnant... Um, sorry, getting text messages from people. He got the he got the girl pregnant, and her parents are like, "No, we don't want you know we don't want this kid and everything." So he took the kid, and they said that his mom was the reason. He was like sixteen, right? He was sixteen at the yeah. time. Um, yeah. and so they took him in. They said, "Yeah, it's his brother." So that way they didn't have to live with I guess shame. 
I, I don't know. I have no idea. I think they were protecting the girl he got pregnant. So, you know, he did a good deed there. He could have could have shamed this girl. Hey, he got pregnant. And now take care of your kid. And it's like, no, it's okay. I'll take care of him. My family will take care of him. You don't have to ever see him again. And he loves him. And he was very upset that he died. And that's why he took Van Damme's kid. Because it was like, you killed my son. I'm going to yes. kill your daughter. Yes, a kid for a kid, so yeah. to speak. Um so here's the problem with that, Jeremy, is you've just explained what happened. And that's what, you know, that's what you're here to do. You are a professional. That is what happened, factually speaking, in this film. However, I think it is high time we tackle... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your reaction to this reveal in the film? Because now you've said that you assumed, but be honest. Is this one of the funniest scenes ever in the history of film? And why was it produced in a way that I was supposed to be like, oh man, Seth was his son? I don't know Seth. I met him once. He sexually assaulted Bob's wife. I don't care if he's son, brother, sister, mother. Okay? I do not care. No, that's not Seth, that's Ethan. You know Seth. He was he he dumped a person into the river in the opening film. Or in the opening scene. This is how little I care, okay? (laughs) Seth, Ethan. They're related. One of them sexually assaulted Bob's wife. The other one had his ass busted and beat someone up, okay? (laughs) He put the word on the streets. I understand. I followed that. Why was I supposed to react to this like I get your point, the logic of he's now going after Bob's kid. Huh? All comes full circle, right? Like, yeah, great. But they revealed this like I'd lived with these characters for four seasons. I was giving like, jeez, man, that changes everything. It doesn't. It means <laughs> nothing to me. It was hilarious. I burst out laughing as this poor man who was doing a pretty good job with this Seth character. I want to be clear. It's not a knock on him. I thought he was great. <laughs> yes. And he explodes with, he was my son. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure, bro. Like, I'm, cool. It's fine. You still kidnapped Bob's daughter. It's not my problem. Wait, what? Son, I don't get why you're. It's an hour and a half movie. They're not going to be setting up the full storylines on Ethan. You know Seth. You you found out his his revenge or why he was so angered at this death. It, it wasn't just his screw up idiot brother. Like it was his son that he'd been taken care of because he'd been abandoned uh, by by the, the the mother. So what what more do you need? What what were you looking for here? None of it. I didn't want any of that. I don't need to care about Seth's motivation. For but this. you just said you needed to care. You're like, I didn't care because, and that's why Here's I didn't have a reaction. Now you're like, I don't need to care. Here's the deal, okay? You give me the cards to play with, okay? I, there's only someone trying to do. 
if you refuse to give me a chance to care, do not attempt at the hour and 30 minute. Okay? I, I, there's no way. I'm not going to care because he shouts, he was my son. This does nothing. Nonetheless, I do want to move on. I understand. You're going to move on because you're subject. wrong. I passed no. you the ball on this. I ran the no. offense. All you did, all you did, was stand in the corner. By the way, you didn't even come off a screen or anything. I, I a dribble penetration, uh, driving kick, pass you the ball. You get the open shot, and then you passed it up. Like you passed it to somebody. You passed it to Ibaka, uh, who's standing at the three point line for some reason. When I need Ibaka in the paint, and I'm Westbrook yelling at Cephalosha, shoot the fucking ball, and you just don't. You pass it. Okay, but still don't answer my question. <laughs> Did you laugh when he shot? When he screamed, he was my son. Be yeah, because it was a hilarious <laughs> reaction to his delivery. Was amazing. No, I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't. Look, I laughed at a lot of this film because any film we review, if you listen to our Piece Together They Live film uh, review, any film we review, I come in with the expectation that this is, no matter what it's titled as, a drama, a horror, uh, a thriller, it's a comedy to me, all right? So when this happened, it was a comedic scene to me. That's fine. And here's what's also funny. So they have this big scene, and then Seth, I'm correct, Seth, right? I don't know which he one you're shoots, talking about, but I'll assume so. He shoots the policeman, right? Yes. And it's like, man, Bob is in a jam here. His daughter is kidnapped. These guys have guns. The Dawson brothers are there. <laughs> and then Bob turns up with a gun, and he's like, let her go. And Seth's like, he's got me. Let her go. <laughs> and he's like, hang on. What? Like, did he just assume Bob wouldn't have guns? I'm, I was confused by his lack of planning on this front, Jeremy. Because literally, and again, face doesn't move. Bob just walks in and he's like, oh, I now have a gun too, let her go. And they're like, sure thing, man. Whatever he's like, you're right, you also have a gun. Could shoot me. Please let his daughter go. He's a Navy SEAL. Amazing. He's a Navy SEAL. This guy's just a True. mobster who's, who runs a club. He's not on that level. But he remember, he was warned about Bob being a, a badass. Remember this? And he was like... I've dealt with some guys before. And his way of preparing for Bob was just assuming he wouldn't have a gun, which is, again, I'm just pointing things out, Jeremy. I understand you, you invested in this film emotionally <laughs> and financially. Okay, it's fine. I'm just pointing things out. I did not pay money to see this film, by the way. I did. You know? I did. I'm did you really? In fact, we should have started the podcast this way. That is why I hate this film. Oh, now- well, that explains it. See, it's you went into this just – you went into this. I guess you went into it – you probably wanted to like it because I think with the uh, – what was the the Miz Christmas film that was set in August? Uh, you paid for that film as well. And you're like, I wanted to like this because I don't like spending my money and then hating something. So I think you probably did want to like this. But I think that, that the Miz Christmas film in August also set a bad precedent for you. It did. We should have started that way. That really explains everything. Yeah. Like, if you're still listening to this review, you must be thinking, like, they could have just explained this in one minute. To go for it, Jeremy didn't. That explains the takes. Right? But I'm analyzing here. I'm analyzing. That's where I'm at. Um, what about, moving on to something more positive, what about Batista's raw underground-esque battle <laughs> with the mute pal of Seth? You know, the, the video where it's like a real they, a standoff. Yeah. It's, it's epic, isn't it? Explain, Jeremy. This was the biggest fight scene in the whole film because Van Damme just, like, easily takes down Seth. Like, that was, like, yes. nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy, he ain't shit. Like, it was just easily taken down. By the way, Van Damme and, like, the, the motorcycle with 
I don't know if it was Metallica. It was definitely like some generic Metallica rock music. Again, straight out of Undertaker saw this film and was like, that's what we're doing, brother. That's what I'm doing for my last match. There is a moment. So Rob's daughter gets let, like she's allowed to leave. And Bob's like, okay, just turn and run away. And like after all this dramatic moment, like just heavy metal just kicks in while they're running. (laughs) And when I say running, like I don't mean sprinting, I mean like cautiously stepping so they can escape. And it's just in your ears, blaring, and it's like that made the music inserts in wrestling cinematic matches look subtle and (laughs) classy. It's so out of it, just and it does it on this fight scene too, right? There's a song that just starts when Batista throws the first punch, and it's like, why? What are we doing here? It must have sounded... I don't know what the what the reasoning was, but it ruined a pretty strong fight scene. Would you agree, Jeremy? Anytime. I didn't think it ruined it at all. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it enhanced it. Like, anytime you got a big type... Anytime you got a big type of fight, you need that music going. They play fights okay. during... Or they play music during UFC fights all the time. Sure. Great, great point. Great, absolutely <laughs> great point. Hey, I'm all for music. It's just when it's so loud that like I can't even hear, I can't even view it without my ears hurt. And I'm like, geez, man, this is tough. It was, it was a little bit heavy-handed with the music, the score here. That's all I'm saying, Jim. That's all I'm saying. There's only gonna be two hits playing in this film: Batista hitting that dude and Kid Rock's "Ball with the Ball" playing in the background. All right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Um, have we? I'm looking here. Oh, we need to talk about this. It's a good scene, an actual good scene. Because as you pointed out, Bob beats. By Seth the way, the best the best part the best part of Batista is just ready to whoop this dude's ass. Batista's got a gun on him; he could just easily shoot him. And he's like, "Nah, we're fighting, dude." <laughs> Batista yeah. rules. He's like the guy who says something like, "Do you need that?" And he's like, "Yeah." I ask myself the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's great, and then his absolute best moment in the film, the, the probably the best moment in the whole film, is after he saved Bob. And he, Bob is now, like, attempting to look like he's had, like, a trouble for some days. Like, sure, that's tough. And he's like, guess we're even now, right? Like, you know, you saved my life. And Dave's like, <laughs> he's like, what? Like, I saved you four times. He's like, I saved you here. He just walks off into the darkness just being like, I saved you in the bar. I saved you here. I saved you there. And it's, you just left thinking, how good is this film if it's a Batista film in which Van Damme is his friend who beats some people up? Like, oh, seriously, I think it's better. I think that's that's Wrong Side of Town 2. It's going to be the same movie, but we're just flipping Batista and Van Damme. That's what we're doing. I love when he goes into the bar and Batista's actual line is like, you're not usually on this side of town. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know what? You've convinced me this is actually kind of fun. But it's just, watching it is a different experience, I must say. I don't know, Jeremy. I'm I'm torn on this now because I do think my financial motivation here taints it somewhat. But I still, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think this is leagues above the Marine Six. I just don't. I'm oh. sorry. Oh my god. Do you wanna do you wanna do ratings? I think I do. Okay. I think I'm ready. What do did you, I give the Marine Six? You gave Marine Six a two. If you give this equal to, or if this is not at least a four. I, I I don't know. I might need to find a new co-host. Put in your applications to start reviewing films with me. We're going to start reviewing fake scoops on this uh, podcast now. Because that might be more... You might get more interest. You pitched that to me, by the way, before all of yeah. this happened. Today. It was more specific than that. But I don't think them scoops going to be around for that <laughs> So, um, 
Okay, so what films have I given a four to? This is very important. Um, one second. Let me let me enter the data here. All right, you gave Playing with Fire a four and oh, The Chaperone geez. a four. Oh man, that feels kind of fitting. Both those films sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, this film also sucked. I thought I'm going to give this a four. I don't want to get banned from the podcast, so I'll give it a four out of respect. All right. I was thinking three until you said Playing with Fire came in at four, <laughs> and I was like, hey. This be fair here. Four. Okay, my rating for for reference, I gave Marine Six. It's gonna be way better. Marine Six, half a star. This was way way superior to Marine Six. All right, this was a. I'm looking at the the rest of my ratings here. Four and a four quarters. Four and a quarter. Four quarters. Four and four quarters would be five. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter, Joseph. I thought you would just come up with the greatest way to get five stars ever. Four and, four a quarter and four quarters. All right? That's what we're giving this Man, film. That's a, that's a Bobby Roode NXT TakeOver main event. You know that, right? That's high praise. I'm gonna, I, I okay. will give it four and four quarters. All right? I'll stick by that. I said it wrong. Doesn't matter. I'll stick by that rating. Four and four quarters. Hard to argue with that kind of logic, really. It really is, for many reasons. Now, here's the thing, Jeremy. We need to give some context. Next show is your birthday, correct? Yes. Yeah. We were supposed to... We usually do the movie reviews on Tuesdays. I had shit to do on a Tuesday. That's why this is airing on Saturday and not the TEW series. We'll be back on Tuesday, and Tuesday happens to be September 15th, which happens to be my birthday. Big, big show. And you get the pick. Yes. So... I hired out a whiteboard, and I got myself some markers, and I tried to produce the perfect mind map. What does Jeremy want from this show? And I know that you love you love an artsy film, right? You love in-depth plot analysis, character scary. development. And there's one man that you love in particular that I also love that we never get to talk about on this podcast. So for this show, a very, very special show, your birthday show... We will be heading to New Japan World for the cinematic vehicle <laughs> known as My Dad is a Heel Wrestler, starring the ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Here's the deal on this. I'm going to be sincere. When I read about this film, I thought, oh my God, this sounds terrible. Apparently, it's actually good. So I understand you're going to be mad at me if we have to talk about plot and such. Hands on the table. This could become They Live. Isn't so, it? Isn't it all subtitled too? Of course. <laughs> You're gonna make me like read stuff as well. Yes. This is and the worst like gift ever. This, this is this is terrible. This is honestly awful. If anybody else gets me a gift, rest easy knowing it is better than what Joseph gave me. All right. Doesn't matter what you give me. It is better than what Joseph has given me. Does it make it better or worse that the other option was another Hulk Hogan film? I feel it makes it worse, doesn't what, it? What was the Hulk Hogan film? Um, it was another mid-90s thriller. I don't remember the title. Oh, okay. I barely remember the one I was picking. <laughs> Look, man, I was hoping we'd get like a John Cena film or something. You know, let's go Fast and Furious. I know you weren't going to pick hang that. Hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> You want John... I give you Hiroshi Tanahashi and you turn around like, hey, some jean shorts by any chance? No! Yeah, you know who Look wore jean shorts? You know who yes, wore jean shorts on yeah. Wednesday? <laughs> Listen... Some guys can they can they can pull it off. It's nothing to do with me. John was one of them. I've never gone after John's Jenny Schultz. I'm just saying if you have Tanahashi, 
you don't go for Gene Schultz. I would say the same thing to Eddie Kingston. I think you'd agree with me. I, I love Tanahashi. I don't want to watch a film that I have to read. If I want to read, I'll pick up a book. All right? It's that simple. <laughs> that is an amazing take. <laughs> but I, I understand it. But unfortunately, look, you know where I want to go with this show, Jeremy. You know where I want yeah, to go. I, I, feel... I learned after they live where you wanted to go yes. with this show. You want to review high art films starring wrestlers. There ain't many yes. of them. And so you went with maybe the only other one out there. Here's the thing. We've got to accept our fate, okay? We are the 10,000th wrestling podcast, okay? That's the reality. Give or take, yeah. <clears throat> films are not that popular, right? When they do cinematic matches, people can't believe what they're seeing. No one watches films. <laughs> we should be the first film podcast. We can't just live on like, you know, that was funny when Bob grabbed the guy's dick. We can't do that. Let's develop ourselves. This become artistic analysts. That's what we're going for in future. I would like it to be my new subheading on the show. <laughs> Next week, I'm coming. I'm wearing glasses next week, okay? I may wear a suit. Oh, my God. And we are discussing the ace of the universe. My dad is a heel wrestler, which is the best <laughs> translated title to anything <laughs> ever. His dad is a heel wrestler. What could that mean? Anything. We'll find out next week. I will have... Uh, it'll be changed. Your title is feature writer. I will change it to okay. artistic analyst for next week. Okay. I literally, I can't like actually do it on the graphic. It's just going to be written over top of feature writer. <laughs> that's, that's actually better in many ways. That captures what I'm doing here. Yeah, perfectly. exactly. Okay. Uh, anything else? This is going to be our shortest film review ever. Wow, really? Yeah, what are we in at here? 43 we... minutes. Well, but I felt like we talked about this film. Did we not do any kind of leaping off elsewhere? Here's, okay, I'll do this briefly. Okay. This film's 2010, right? So this, I would imagine, was made pre-Bob Van Damme's TNA stint. Would that yes. be right? Yeah. Would this film be better if one of the people that attacked Bob was Abyss with Janice? <laughs> and Slash, do you remember when, like, Abyss basically murdered Rob Van Damme and he had, like, cuts everywhere from I feel like Abyss Janice. murdered a lot of people in, in TNA. Yes. Is that... Is that wrong? Uh, I don't recall Abyss trying to... I do recall Janice. Um, I watched TNA at that point. I don't remember that stuff, though. Okay, so I think this is something we have to explore moving forward because I'm telling you, at one point, Bob looked like an actual like, crime scene of Janice. <laughs> and Mike today seemed to believe that Rob Van Damme was dead at that moment in time. So uh, just a quick side note. I can't believe we, we've come short on this one. I mean, I, I guess... Part of it is the fact that after 10 minutes, we'd establish what the whole plot was. <laughs> and the rest of the time, you just explained to me that I was wrong and fueled yep. by hatred to my financial <laughs> investment in this film. But I guess that's it. My dad is a heel. Here's what we could do. Oh, don't bring it up again. No, stop. I'm I'm we, mad got... that you didn't give me a Cena film, a Batista film. Here, oh. go, go watch this movie that's a book for your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, I have an offer. I have an offer. I'm oh, fair we have now. a we have a trade. No, no trade. Okay, just a simple alternative that will take a lot of work from someone, not me. <laughs> we could do for your birthday the Firefly Funhouse montage. Which would you prefer? 
two great options on the table. Here, <laughs> two great birthday gifts. I don't want to have birth- to track down this Firefly Funhouse and, and piece it all together and stuff. Because you said it'll take a lot of work from someone, which implies that I'm going to have to piece it together and then just send it all to you. I, I can just send you a bunch of YouTube links like, here, watch it right. in this order. Yeah, but That's you're going right. to be like, I'm not doing all of that. I, I'm telling you now, there's a way to do a playlist, right, on YouTube yeah. and, like, yes. share it. I will, I will watch every Firefly Funhouse for your birthday. Hands on the table. I'm, t- I'm putting it out there, or it's, it's that, or it's my dad is a hill wrestler. <laughs> Which is the best two options ever given to anyone, by the way. Um, I really want to say let's do the Funhouse, but I, I don't feel like putting this playlist together. Is I don't want to do any of that work. That's the thing. At least my dad is a heel wrestler. Fine, I can just watch it, pay attention, read it. I don't feel like putting this playlist together. This is actually a, a more difficult offer than it than it may seem. Yes, this this is a, a complex one. There's, there's two very different things here on offer. Why couldn't you just give me a Batista film? Just some. That's, I want to make you bear hit, Jeremy. We're going to be the first film <laughs> podcast. Do you not understand this? No one criticizes films. Only wrestling, right? That's what I'm told. Let's start criticizing films. There's loads of stuff in films to talk about. I believe someone would have made. A fun house playlist. Do you not agree? There's some pretty I fired up brave. Up, actually, let's see. Think of the Twitter threads that he's spawned. <laughs> Surely someone's made a playlist. Let's see if somebody has a Firefly Funhouse playlist. I mean, in all seriousness, this is now like a production meeting on air. But I want to be clear. Do you think there's a, a chance that we lose our minds if we actually do this? Because I think there is a very high. There, likelihood. somebody. There's a couple of them. WWE has one, but it's only. I don't know. Oh, this one was updated four days ago. There oh, are 51 my. videos. Cash. Done. There's your option. This that one has 98 videos. 98 videos? <laughs> That's amazing. The character's only been around for a year, right? Last updated September 1st. So the playlist is actually already put together. All um, right. Let's do Firefly Fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my, what have I done? I should have been like, yep, yeah, shortest show ever, 43 minutes. We're out here. Oh dear. The thing is, it's going to end, and it's just going to be like, back to the intro. Every time the opening credits will just roll. This could be the end of us, Jeremy. This, this is this is no laughing matter. I mean, we're, good. we're doing it now. We're, we're doing it. Yeah. We've teased it a few times. There are, honesty, on, this, on this video, this particular one with 98 videos, it is like a lot of in-ring segments as well. We don't care about that stuff. We yeah. just want the Funhouse stuff. This one Okay, here. hang on. Okay. This gets better. If tomorrow night, which is last night for people watching this, <laughs> Alexa Bliss showed up in the Funhouse, this will be the best show we've ever done. By far. The timing on this will be like perfection. Yeah, that is true. We're we're doing we're doing the Funhouse. This video is 51 videos. It looks like it's just Funhouse stuff. It's not any it looks like there's some random stuff. I don't know. Somebody's got somebody put the playlist together for me. That's all I know. That's all I care about. I didn't want to do the work of putting the playlist together. I don't mind watching these videos. I don't want to put the playlist together. Someone has put the playlist together. There's actually multiples of them. So we're good. It's done. We're reviewing. This, this is terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, though, it is a very fitting birthday show because it's insane enough to fit the bill. Yeah. Right? I'd much well, prefer this over... We can get to my dad as a heel wrestler. I have no problem watching this film. I don't want to do it for my birthday. All right? Okay. 
there's a Bray Wyatt fan that has stuck with us for nine months. They have heard so much slander <laughs> of the Bray, and they are currently like just taking a lap. They're like, enjoy it. They can't believe it's finally their time to shine. <laughs> I may make notes for this. 51 videos is going to be a long time, by the way. At They're least, always like two, three minutes, right? At, at least, because again, there's some of these playlists are all over the place. So oh this one goodness. has 72 videos. Oh. And I told oh, you dear. the one has 98 videos. So there's, yeah, <laughs> there's a few of them here. This could be... This could either be the best thing we ever do, or it could end the podcast. It may do both. It may do both. <laughs> it really might I'm do. I'm looking... It. WWE, I told you this. Uh, maybe it was off air. But I told you that uh, a while ago, WWE put out like a compilation of like... It was every Firefly Funhouse ever. And it was, all, it was one long video. That video alone is half an hour. That video was uploaded August 18th, 2019. So a, oh, no. over a year ago, and it was oh, already no. 30 minutes. <laughs> he does one like every other week. This is very bad. <laughs> what have we done? I don't know. We'll find out. This is this is the best hook we could ever give for next show. <laughs> I hope it will stuck with us through to find out this this change, because otherwise we're really going to be tuning in like, I just watched that Tanahashi film. Let's see what the guys <laughs> think of it. <laughs> anyway, I don't know any of the puppet names. I'm way out of my depth here. I'm very scared. <laughs> okay, I'm very scared. I shouldn't have offered this alternative. But here we are. Firefly Funhouse, watch through, play through, artistic venture <laughs> next week on the pod. Wow. This is going to be something. Now I'm yes, yes. now I'm scared of this. But we're going to do it. This is, a, we've agreed to it. Deal has been made. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Joe. Where can the people find you on social media? They can find me in the post on the low block. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where they can find me, Jeremy. <laughs> Joe Holbert 5. I have no features to write. However, I do want to reiterate, I'm going to do this as often as I can, Jeremy. If you produce any kind of wrestling content, feel free to send it to me. I will try my best to help wherever I can. If I can't give any advice, I will try to direct you in the way of people who can, or perhaps can give you a position on one of these lucrative wrestling websites that are out there. And boy, are there many of them. No, but seriously, I'll try my best to help. I want to put, you know, push that message because it's all well and good, Jeremy, dunking on people. It's all well and good getting the ball, dunking it on people. But I want to get back and block some shots too, okay? I want to help on both ends here. So that's my message this week. Uh, Gene Schultz are in again, breaking news. Jeremy, close us out. When is the Dominic Mysterio feature? I'll be honest, it's closer than you think. Yes, good. It is a framework. <laughs> it's honest. Like, it will happen before before long. That's all I'll say. I broke that news. I've been pushing for that one for a while. For legitimately before his first match. Uh, let me do this long outro. Uh, check out Fightful.com. We got a bunch of news. Sign up to Fightful Select. Sean posts news every day. And news on the releases that WWE did. This past week, it's Saturday today, everyone. Uh, check that out. Mi- news on uh, Rusev's contract uh, with AEW, Miro's contract with AEW. Check out The Distraction, our Thursday episode where we talked about AEW and Miro. I think I think we talked about that on yes. that show. Uh, later me tonight, too. later tonight, if everyone follows me on Twitter, and you should, because I'm, I'm great as my pen, it'll be different by now, but uh, as my pen profile says... Uh, I'm doing a NBA 2K private stream. 
on on the Fightful channel. But the only way you can watch this is if you follow me on Twitter. When I tweet out the link, you can check it out. It won't be anywhere else. So it's a test run for when we actually start streaming on the Fightful Gaming channel, which will probably be next week with WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Uh, I want to try to get a, a good number of people watching that because I need feedback on how it goes and stuff. So follow me on Twitter. Get ready for that link. Saturday night at some point. I stay up very late. It'll probably be like 11 o'clock or something. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Jeremy Lambert 88 I'm running the point all the time, setting up Joe with the alley-oops, setting up Joe in the corner. Sometimes he shoots the ball. Sometimes he passes it, and I got to yell at him. But still a very good teammate, one of the best teammates I've ever had. So we'll be back on Tuesday and the TEW series will be back in a week or two with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, probably not next week. The following week, we hope to start our new universe. If you didn't watch that, it ended very sadly and, and very fittingly. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, which is my birthday, reviewing every episode of the Firefly Funhouse. We'll talk to everybody then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.